Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Well, hello everyone and welcome to Geraldine Tegelov Live. Yes, I'm Geraldine and it's great to be here again today. Hope you're enjoying a fabulous start to your week, wherever you may be in this amazing world. There are times when technology can seem to take over your life, but this time every week I give enormous gratitude that I can actually sit here in my office, connect into the radio station on the other side of the world, and have a fabulous time sharing ideas that may just light a little flame of happiness in someone's heart today. The journey of life, as we know, can be challenging and often it's a smile, a touch or simply a listening ear that can make all the difference to someone's life. Such little things have the ability to create magic and miracles. Now, over the past three weeks, we've been chatting about the world of metaphysics And just to let you know, we still have three more shows in this particular series. But for today, we are having just a little interlude for something very, very special. Now, uh, you know, if you're a regular listener to this show, I've not interviewed a guest since mm, last year sometime. But today, well... You guessed it. I have a beautiful lady joining me who is definitely going to help us smile bigger smiles, um, expand our hearts, and create enormous vibrations of happiness, not only in our own lives, but of course, once we do this, we uh, help the hearts throughout the cosmos to come alive with happiness, and all will be revealed shortly. Uh, Tanishka is my very special guest today. <clears throat> Pardon me. Tanishka is best known as Facebook's uh, The Moon Woman, with over half a million followers of, of her daily <clears throat> guidance. She's a best-selling author of four books and has produced fabulous oracle card decks, meditation CDs, and has uh, amazing online courses She's also a teacher of Kundalini Awakening Teachings and practices for with 20 years' experience. So we're in very good hands today. And needless to say, I feel very honored and blessed to be chatting with her on the show today. So welcome, Tanishka. Good morning or good evening, wherever you are in the world. It's lovely to be here. Thank you. Oh, great to have you. And and before we get carried away with our chatting, Tanishka, I'd like to just explain to our listeners why I said that you were going to bring big smiles to their faces today. You see, this wonderful lady has just released a brand new book titled 
the 28-Day Happiness Challenge. Woohoo! <laughs> and I have my copy right here with me. Oh, this is just a fabulous book, everyone. And we can all certainly, you know, never do with too much happiness in our lives. But before we get into growing that happiness with lots of beautiful hints and tips from Tanishka, I think it would probably be great to start with defining happiness. After all, if we, if we don't really clarify what happiness is, how can we ever really expect to attain it? So, Tanishka, can you please give us your definition of happiness? Yeah, look, happiness uh, means something different to everyone. So it kind of defies uh, definition. You know, for some people, it's intimacy with someone that really gets you, you know, that joy when you're truly seen and understood. Whereas for others, it's doing things as a family or finding real uh, purpose and meaning in their work. And for others, it's traveling and having adventures and experiencing sublime natural beauty. But for me, the ultimate happiness is actually a state of being. And it's beyond any external pursuit. And it's when we connect with our true self, our soul, our authentic self. And when we really are full of our own presence, um, we feel connected to all of existence. And so it doesn't matter what's happening externally in our world. We have, um, if you will, ourselves vibrating with this humming um, that is kind of like an inner massage, a sonic massage. And for me, that's the ultimate happiness. Oh, that sounds so good, doesn't it? <laughs> I think we need to have supersonic internal massages all the time. <laughs> it sounds wonderful. Uh, and uh, um, Tanishka, I so agree with you because, you know, those those things in our outer world are really just short-term happiness, aren't they? It's that inner happiness, that feeling that we're really looking for. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not to uh, say that we don't need all those wonderful things that I just listed. You know, they're, they're wonderful um, things that enrich our world. And the book is certainly full of ideas to generate that. But, you know, at the end of the day, yes, they're transient. You know, even if it's something we really, really want, um, we might feel um, extremely, extremely sort of exalted and then it subsides if we're dependent on that to make us happy and that's when obsession and addiction starts to take over and we become needy we become uh, needful of external things and that's you know what the buddhists talk about in terms of you know expectation being the root of all suffering you know if we're hanging our happiness on achieving something or having our desires met. Yes, yeah. Well, now, talking about your book, The 28-Day Happiness Challenge, or Happy Challenge, and Bill and I have both been reading it and saying when he saw me with it in my hands, he said, where did you get that? And I said, oh, well, I've met this beautiful lady who's um, given me this book, and he said, oh, it looks fantastic. 
And uh, he said, I might use some of that because he teaches Tanishka. So he said, oh, um, always good to have a few extra ideas and things up your sleeve. But how did this book come about, Tanishka? Well, I um, saw a wonderful documentary called Happy. It's been out for a few years and I thoroughly recommend everybody to um, search for it online and either get their own copy or, you know... Um, you know, check out where it's happening locally. And this film, what they do is they go around the world and they look statistically at why people are happier. For instance, you know, in Japan, there's a little island up in the north and per capita, people live to be beyond 100 more than any other place in the world. So they go and they, they chat to these people, you know, and they find out that in the morning they get up and they, they garden before breakfast. So they're getting exercise, they're getting connection with nature um, and they're doing something meaningful. But the main thing is, is they have community, you mm. know, and... Yes. Uh, you know, they interview a single mum in Denmark where they have the highest number per capita of people living in intentional communities. And this single mum says, you know, look, I only have to cook once a month. So when I knock off oh. work, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? yes. So Sorry. How we structure out. Yeah, it's, doesn't that blow your mind as a mother to be able to spend <laughs> That sort of quality time with your children rather than be multitasking like a spider with eight arms, you know? Yes, absolutely. So well, I watched this yeah. film and I went, oh, I need to make that my um, focus, you know? I'd been very, very busy with my work the previous year and and so in order to make myself accountable, I said, right, I need to create a... 28-day happy challenge because 28 days is what it takes to anchor a new way of being, a habit. And I put it on my Moon Woman community and 6,000 people said, yeah, okay, we'll do that with you. So that's how it was born. Oh, what a fabulous way to go. Well, I, <laughs> really, Tanishka, it, I guess it doesn't, you know, the way it was born probably is is um, uh, less significant than the fact that it has been and so many people are connecting to it and enjoying the process, which is fabulous. So, everyone, the 28-day the Happy Challenge is a, a not-for-profit project to support. Oh, no, well, maybe I won't tell everybody. Can you oh, – we've only got two minutes out from the, the break, Tanishka. Can you tell everyone um, – this about this project, this non-profit project. With yeah, the, the, thank you. Look, all the proceeds go to a wonderful project called Art to Healing, which was started by a friend of mine, Atira Tan. And you can find out all the details on the website, the 28-Day Happy Challenge. But it's to support children and women who have been abducted or sold into basically sex slavery, into slum brothels, and their life is not their own. So using yoga, using art therapy and ancient women's traditions, um, they're rehabilitated, and one of them is now a sitting member of parliament in Nepal. So these methods really work, and the money goes towards those programs, including me going over there and training women to run uh, women's rites of passage as well as uh, women's gatherings to help shift the culture so girls and women are valued as sacred vessels and not sold. Wow, what an amazing project, Tanishka. And 
to support this would be simply sensational. To, to know that not only are you creating a happier life for yourself, but you are creating a happier life for so many beautiful women out there and girls. Now, don't forget, you can connect to this challenge and to this book by going to www28, the number 28, uh, dayhappychallenge.com. Now, after the break, we're going to get into some amazing ways that you can start bringing more happiness into your life on a daily basis. So hang tight. Do not go away. We want happiness. Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Tegelove will return after this short break. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm Free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free, with Minister Diane Jones, Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Late afternoon snacking can really be a challenge. Vending machines seem to be everywhere, whether you are in an office building, hospital, or school. While most vending machine snacks are not low-calorie, there are a few smart picks. Weight Watchers recommends choosing an energy bar, a cereal bar, or a trail mix that does not include candy. Avoid peanut butter cups, frosted pastries, cookies, and chips. Sometimes all it takes is a diet soda to curb that late afternoon hunger. While diet soda is not a healthy choice, it keeps calories low and fills you up until you can get some wholesome food. The best course of action is to plan for those energy dips and long hours by bringing in fresh fruit, low-fat cheese, and yogurt. Avoiding vending machines is also a good idea. Be sure to plan ahead. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelove continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelove. Yes, you are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelove Live, and my guest for today is the beautiful Tanishka. And if you would love to create more happiness in every area of your life, well, you have tuned in at the perfect time. (laughs) Tanishka, believe me, is an expert in the field. Now, before the break, we were chatting about uh, the definition of happiness and about Tanishka's uh, book, The 28-Day Happy Challenge. And remember, you can find that at www.the number 28, 
www.dayhappychallenge.com. I do urge you to go over there and take a look at this. And remember, the sales of the books or the profit from the book goes to this wonderful project uh, to support those who are affected by human trafficking. Now, Tanishka, I've got the next thing that sort of popped into my mind whilst we were chatting earlier is um, what do you feel is the main difference between those who feel genuinely uh, happier more of the time and those who don't? Yeah, well, as I said earlier, the foundation for lasting happiness, not transient moments, is being in touch with our authentic self. Because when we're inner-directed, when we're really listening to what our true self is asking us to do, we create an authentic life, a life that we want to be living, rather than trying to please other people. And that's, you know, when we get stuck in trying to be the perfect partner or the perfect husband or the perfect mother or the perfect daughter or the perfect boss or employee, you know, the roles that we play. And that's draining. That literally wears us out if we're living our lives for others rather than being uh, true to our authentic self. So the main difference is making that inner connection and ensuring that we speak our truth and we walk our truth. Um, and it's surprising how many people aren't doing that, which, you know, for me is really sad. You know, I, mm. I made that shift 20 years ago and it changed my life. And so I dedicated my life to helping others live an authentic life. And look, we are you talking about trying to be the perfect mother and the perfect you know and the problem is too i guess tanishka that we we try to be those people in within one day we're trying to be 20 different perfect people <laughs> well, and i mean how how can we possibly do that and and succeed rather than stepping out and going well hang on um this is me yeah well um, I think, you know, for a start, it, it, it all starts with practice. You know, we can know that we're not living our true self, you know, that we might have trouble saying no when people ask favours of us that we don't really have the time or the energy to do. Um, but we override that because that inner need to have love, approval, acceptance is, you know, stronger. So it for me, it starts with a practice. And there's a very ancient practice, which people did in the days before radio and television and technology. And that is they would gather and sit around a fire. And when we're facing each other, um, we are more likely to be honest. Whereas when we're, you know, texting or, um, you know, sitting side by side watching a television, there isn't that same amount of intimacy and accountability and transparency. So we've lost those skills as a civilization. So um, I'm very, very passionate about, um, you know, 
teaching people how to reclaim that ancient tradition as a monthly practice. So I run uh, programs to teach women how to sit in circle once a month and practice speaking their truth. And, you know, you might think that, oh, yeah, God, I can talk till the cows come home. But so often we only gather in social spaces where we tend to talk over the top of each other and um, maybe fix each other uh, or, you know, impose our opinions. And so we aren't given the space to really check in with what our deepest feelings are and speak from a place of true authenticity of our soul self. Um, and it's also a practice that I've applied with couples um, and that's just been magic to watch, yes. you know, couples that have, you know, really lost trust and intimacy with each other and watching the years of resentment just dissolve when they have an opportunity to really speak their truth honestly and with compassion for each other. And I guess the other side of that too is having the, you know, someone to truly listen with uh, an openness that you actually being heard rather than just, you know, speaking it. So yeah, so many people when they um, listen are thinking of what they're going to say next rather than actually being truly receptive. So yes. that's another quality for us to develop. And circle, the practice of sitting in circle really hones that. Now, these are what you call the red tent moon lodges, are they, Yeah, um, mm. Yeah, this is a phenomena that is literally sweeping the globe. It's what women used to do in indigenous cultures at new moon. And I speak about this in my happy book that – by not understanding the effect that the natural cycles have upon us, we make life hard for ourselves. You know, we're living mm. against the natural flow of energy rather than with it. So when women understand that new moon is when we're most likely to comfort eat, you know, it's the time when we're most likely to feel teary um, and really need additional support. Well, that's when women in the ancient cultures used to all go on retreat together for a few days and they'd lie around and tell stories and they'd debrief from the month that was so that they could process everything and start the next lunar cycle clear rather than uh, bring residual stress from unresolved experiences emotionally into their next lunar cycle. Mm, wow, what a fabulous way to go. I'm just thinking the comfort food eating. I'm, yeah. I must have lots of new moons in my month, I'm sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> But what if you know what a fabulous way to go so the you know red tent does that have significance the name oh it does yeah look the red tent in the Middle Eastern cultures was, um, you know, they literally would meet in a red-coloured sort of Bedouin-style tent. And it was also one of the functions, it has many, many benefits, but one of the functions was it's where the women would gather when they were on their moon time, so when they uh, were bleeding. And because they were living in agricultural communities, they would synchronise their cycles, so they'd all be bleeding at the one time. And they would... 
um, recognize that that's when we're losing life force. So we need to conserve our energy. And it, it, the practice uh, was known by different names in different parts of the world. The Native Americans called it the Moon Lodge. Um, but, you know, uh, every culture had a version of this. Uh, for some, it was actually a hut that was painted white, um, you know, in Africa, the Dogon tribe. But, you know, nonetheless, this was something that women recognized there was a need for if they were going to sustain giving to everybody, their families, their partners, the greater community, the rest of the month, you know, that they needed to fill their cup and come from a full place. And so, you know, losing our connection with the natural cycles is one of the key reasons we have the stress levels that we do. And I think for women in particular, you know, we are uh, sensitive beings, you know, we're very intuitive and we pick up on other people's stuff and we can take it on. So we need to ensure we have self-care practices such as the red tent so that we don't burn out, we don't get mm. sick in order to take a break and, uh, you know, life becomes more joyful. Fantastic, Tanishka. Well, I just love the first chapter of <clears throat> your happy book um, and you, you'd ha you would laugh, or you would have laughed. I'm, you know, in the lounge room, sitting by the fire, reading m myself, and nodding and saying yes out loud, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> um, acknowledging what you were right or what you had written was so true. Um, you know that one can't kind of be happy all the time. So, do you think our expectations create unhappiness? Oh, for sure. And look, we're surrounded by them 24-7, particularly if you live in a city or, a, you know, an urban environment. We're being bombarded by um, messages with billboards, radio, television, you know, the internet telling us we should have a beautiful home, a brand new car, uh, size 10 body, you know, the list goes on. So, um, this can cause us to compare ourselves with you know, an image of what's being sold to us as happiness but isn't necessarily authentically what is going to make us happy. So in order to do that, we need to connect with what our values are. And that means, um, you know, doing a bit of a stock inventory of our lives and asking ourselves, you know, what gives me happiness, you know, and often it's the simple pleasures. Mm, definitely, it's always the way, isn't it, Tanishka? It's, it's, um, and I, and I believe values. Are, I mean, I I love to call them the power values. Those ones that that just um, surge through everything we do. And of course, if we're not connected to those, my goodness, we're not living, as you say, an authentic life. We're connecting to other people's values rather than connecting to our own, and that's not perhaps a, a good way to live and we're coming into the next break but uh, what I'd leave, like to do is leave everyone with a little thought um, there is a saying that what we resist persists and this is such a huge lesson for all of us to learn and I know I have to frequently remind myself of this so after the next break, um, Tanishka, I'd love if you could or if you would mind sharing your experience 
at the start of your happy challenge, please, because I think this will open up some ideas to other people. So after the break, we're going to have a, a listen to how Tanishka started her happy challenge. Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Tegelov will return after this short break. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Hot yoga is popular, and many people love it. But the resounding question is, does it burn more calories than regular yoga? Most people perspire heavily during class because the room temperature is so hot. They feel like they're working really hard, working up a sweat and burning loads of calories. Fitness Magazine states that hot yoga is not necessarily melting more fat. Your heart rate increases during hot yoga because blood vessels dilate to increase blood flow to the skin to help your body cool down, not because you're burning more calories. The article states that you can burn the same amount of calories sitting in a chair for 15 minutes as you do sitting in a sauna. Remember, it's not the temperature of the room that produces a bigger burn. It's the intensity and muscle challenges of yoga poses. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central, Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Jirasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Doginet.com. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov. Yes, you are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelov Live. And if you have just joined us, I'm chatting with my beautiful guest for today, Tanishka, and we've been discussing the importance of simply being happy and how we can achieve this in everyday life. Now, if you would like to listen to the complete show and heaps of other shows, then you can download them from oh, for free from iTunes. Just search Geraldine Tegelov Live under podcasts, or you can come here to Toginet, T-O-G-I-N-E-T, and listen or download from my show page. Or you can also find it on my website at GeraldineTegelove.com. So lots of ways that you can connect back to this because, you know, our first listen, well, I don't know about you, but I know when I first read a book and then I go back and read it the second and third time, they've, they've changed the pages and they've changed the writing, I'm sure, <laughs> in that time. So it's always good to go back and have a listen a few times to um, grab hold of the message. Um, 
Now, before the break, I asked Tanishka if she could share with us her experience at the start of her very own happy challenge. Is that okay, Tanishka? Yeah, sure. I I mean, you know, I didn't realize, and of course I know that once we set an intent, it's so powerful because, you know, the forces of the benevolent universe rally around and they deliver that, but often it doesn't show up the way we expect. And what I mean by that is we live in a world of duality. So if you say, right, I'm going to be happy for 28 days, the universe will actually show you where you're not really feeling that happy in your life. (laughs) Don't you love it? (laughs) Yeah. Bless bless its little heart, yes. That certainly happened to me. Um, Yeah, I had a major case of the SADS literally on the eve of, you know, hosting thousands of people around the globe through this 28-day happy challenge where every day I would put up a new happiness habit for people to try out and road test in their lives. And, you know, I've um, experienced, like I'm sure many of your listeners, times um, in my life where I've felt that apathy where you just don't want to face the day, you don't want to get out of bed, where you feel heavy, you feel what's the point, you know, and yes. that was how I woke up. You know, I didn't want to get out of my bed. I didn't want to get out of my bathrobe, but the key was I felt heavy. And I want to say this to your listeners, if you're out there now and you're feeling really heavy, that's a sign that you are carrying unexpressed emotion because, you know, in, in mysticism, emotion is the element of water and it's like carrying around buckets of water if we're not expressing some sadness that, you know, may be sitting there in our bodies and it's that unexpressed sadness that if we don't allow ourselves to go there and really feel it and let it go, we end up in a depression. We end up in that state, unable to shift it because we're not moving the energy. So even though I know this, I didn't actually apply that. The first thing I did was denial and I went, I'll try and distract myself by reading a book. And I had a book by a comedian that I started to read to cheer myself up. And that worked for a while, except I was very dependent on that book. You know, I didn't want to stop reading that book because otherwise I'd have to feel what I was feeling. And then I got to the last section of the book and she spoke about something which cracked me open like a nut and I started sobbing like a baby. And that was all I needed. After I had that huge release, I then swung to the other polarity and I felt relief and I felt a lightness of being. So I start my book by saying, look, This isn't going to be 28 days of walking around like you've been Botoxed with a smile on your face, you know. (laughs) This is about being authentic. So we will experience more deeper states of pleasure, more higher states of joy if we give ourselves permission to feel every color within us because there's a full spectrum, a full mandala of emotion and we, the you know, the state of the universe is constant change. So we're always going to be moving through our feelings. And if we're like a baby, you know, if we allow ourselves to be Zen and to acknowledge a feeling and to express it, then we can move through it quicker rather than staying stuck in negative, darker, heavier feelings. 
Yes, because, you know, um, so often, as I said before, what we resist persists. And if we try to just push it, push it to one side or push it down or wherever, um, it's going to come up somewhere else. So, you know, embracing <laughs> it is, is a good idea. I so agree, Tanishka. And challenges are a part of our life. Um, that's, that's the way we grow and become and recognize our authenticity. But how do you suggest people can deal with their personal challenges um, with grace rather than overwhelm, Tanishka? Yeah. Look, that's a great question because, yeah, I agree, you know, we can't hide ourselves away, um, you know, even if we just live with a cat or we live in a monastery, we're still going to have challenges, you know, they'll still find us. And so the key is to focus on the lesson rather than the story we create about what is happening. I'll give you an example. When we uh, plug into the drama and it becomes about he did this and then she said that, you know, we are giving the drama energy and that's when we fuel emotional overwhelm and we end up having an emotional meltdown. So, and they're more common around full moon, by the way. So, you know, the phases of the moon um, and, and their effect on us. But, um, you know, what I suggest um, is that we focus on the lesson and um, that stops us going into blame. It stops us going into victimhood, you know, oh, poor me. It it brings the focus back to a place of personal empowerment because we look at, okay, how did I contribute to this situation with my thoughts, with my words, with my actions, with my expectations? And so then we feel empowered to make a change um, rather than staying stuck in a situation that feels debilitating. So one of the ways that we can do that uh, to get out of the drama and focus on the lesson is through oracle. And this is something, again, it's a very ancient practice and I see that you have oracle cards for your listeners. For your listeners. <laughs> yes, um, yes, Tanishka. And, and I do too. And, um, you know, when I teach people to sit in circle, I, I get them to pull an oracle card as a springboard for speaking about what their lesson has been in the last month so they don't just get caught up in the drama. And the, the, the beauty of that means that as we pass the talking stick and we go around the circle, the energy does not go down and drain everyone as everyone's speaking about all the terrible things, mm. that, which no one would want to come back, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. It uplifts, it creates a positive vortex and a spiral upwards where everyone walks away feeling uplifted and inspired because each person is focusing on the lesson, on what they learned. So everyone is becoming wiser um, and happier for each other uh, to step into greater empowerment. Yes, definitely. And, and don't you love the way Oracle cards just... You just choose the right one every time. I think that's what I love about them too, that um, regardless of where you're at, and I do the same, Tanishka, and people choose a card and, and they go, um, 
how did you know? <laughs> I said, well, you know, it's not me who knows, it's you who knows and it's connecting, you know, unconsciously into those cards. So a great way to go. Now, there's one uh, habit in, I, I'm sorry, Tanishka, I just jumped a little, ahead a little bit to have a look at, you know, other uh, ways that we can create more happiness in the 28-Day Happiness Challenge. And the one that really caught my attention, maybe okay. it's me, yes. was in, engage in acts of silly disobedience. <laughs> and, and I somehow think you'd, I somehow think that you'd probably be really good at this one too, Tanishka. Uh, um, (laughs) can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah look you know my background I used to be a stand-up comedian many many moons ago and I still um you know for me play is probably you know in my top three of things that I need to regularly feel happy and when we become adults a lot of us um forget to play So, um, for instance, when adults have a party, they might just have alcohol and music, whereas when you go to a children's party, they have games that are guaranteed. I love them. feeling silly. (laughs) So if I have a party, I make sure I have some really silly games. Um, And, of course, it's optional, but there's nothing better than a belly laugh, you know, Um, They've they've discovered that, you know, the more we laugh, the quicker that we heal and the healthier our bodies. And particularly, um, you know, for those that have digestive problems or for women that have um, any sort of problems uh, with their, you know, um, uterus or their womb, having a good belly laugh is absolutely key. So I invite people to, um, you know, risk uh, people thinking that they're out of their minds by doing something completely ridiculous. It's very sort of Monty Python, such as inviting everyone in their workplace to don a silly hat and to just walk around the block once in their in their lunch hour. Just doing things that don't make sense just for the sake of it. Um, something else I did years ago was we, um, at a traffic light, uh, went out wearing sort of uh, waitressing uh, black and white clothes with um, cucumber sandwiches and sparkling apple and a violinist to serenade drivers at the red light. And <laughs> it, it was interesting how some people reacted. They didn't know how to respond. Others, you know, embraced it and it put a smile on their dial the rest of the day, I'm sure. But for others, they would wind up the windows fearful. Tanishka, of- we're, going, we're going to have to um, just break in there. I'm sorry. We'll hear more about this after the break. We're going to break right now. And acts of silly disobedience, what a way to go. I just love this idea. (laughs) And I think we all need to come up with wonderful silliness. Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Tegelove will return after this short break. It's words you never heard. There are many words to describe difficult people. In 1887, a grumbler might have been called crusty gripes. The Scottish call a noisy and obnoxious person a ramstampish. And a messy, sloppy person might be referred to as a slubberdy gullion. 
What's a word for that foolish person who keeps pressing the elevator button thinking it will go into hurry up mode? A goostrum noodle. What's a word for a stubborn person who insists on making an air out of obstinance? A mumps sumpsis. Do you ever feel totally without energy? I usually feel that way about four o'clock every day. Here's a word that originated in 1893 for a person who is totally drained. A dartle dum do. And we might just throw in de pooper it, which means completely worn out. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and words you never heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelove continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelove. Wow, we have been having a fabulous time today with my guest Tanishka, the Moon Woman, as you will find her on her Facebook page. So I suggest you whiz over there and have a look. She's, there's just so much she can offer you. So, um, but today we're talking about creating happiness, true happiness in our lives. And we've already heard so many fabulous ways that we can do this. And and why we need to do this, and how we can do this. So I have one more little thing, though, that I I really uh, connected to, and probably, as you can tell, the ones that really jumped out at me <laughs> are the ones that I've, I've always loved to live throughout my life anyway, like silly acts of disobedience. I mean, you know, I lived with a, a very strict Irish grandmother uh, she was uh, she lived with our family and um, she was extremely strict and I was always getting into trouble for doing silly acts of disobedience but I loved every minute of it <laughs> very <laughs> naughty the other one that grabbed my attention too Tanishka was the spirit of adventure would you like to tell us a little about that one yeah sure um look an adventure is, um, you know, something that a lot of people don't even dare think about, you know, because the the 10% rational mind can sort of nip it in the bud before you even give it a chance with all the reasons that you couldn't go somewhere or do something, you know, oh, I don't have the money, I don't have the time, um, you know, just some of the saboteurs that can come up for people. But... Um, going somewhere that you've never, ever been before once a year will give you a beacon of excitement to look forward to. And if you um, enlist 
people that you love doing it with you, that will amp the enthusiasm to fever pitch. And I encourage people to, you know, join forces in perhaps raising the funds. It might be, you know, a bunch of girlfriends and you say, I've always wanted to go to the south of France, you know, and then you you dare to dream it. You dare to come up with strategies that you could make it possible, you know, or a family wanting to go away to, um, you know, the Grand Canyon or Disneyland and, and looking at ways that each person can contribute to making it their dream a reality. And I think for kids, it's so important that everything isn't just handed to them on a platter, that they learn that they're part of a team. You know, mum and dad don't just hand them everything, you know, that they also need to learn the value of their contribution. So, um, yeah, it's about getting people to live a large life and to think big and to know that they can achieve their dream by simply breaking it into small incremental steps and working through those steps one at a time until they make it happen. Wow, what a great thing to do and such wonderful advice. It um, it works every time from personal experience. It really does. It's just chunking it down so that it doesn't look like it's way out there beyond you but just one little step every day. So, uh, Tanishka, oh, how can I say, what do you feel is the secret then to being happy? Well, I, I personally feel that the secret to being happy is to make sure that you structure your life with um, things that support you and meet your needs. And I'll explain what I mean by that. We um, often think that what is going to make us happy are our wants. You know, oh, if I can just um, have that dress or have a beautiful home or have the, find the man of my dreams. But meeting our needs is the real foundation of happiness. And we have um, different aspects within our psyche. And the two that govern the heart are the inner parents, our inner mother and our inner father. And when those archetypes, when those psychological aspects are awake and responsible, um, life becomes easier because um, we're getting the nurturing that we need. And what I mean by that is that we're really listening to our body and we're taking care of our authentic needs. For instance, we're getting enough sleep. We're eating the sorts of foods that make our body sing. So we're not, you know, um, you know, experiencing discomfort. We're perhaps doing yoga so that we're not stiff and sore. Um, and we're making sure that we, um, honor our energy levels by not taking on too much. And then the inner father, the inner father is the part of us that can set limits, you know, and, we need a balance of nurturing and self-discipline in order to live balanced and harmonious lives. And so the inner father is the part of us that sets uh, boundaries for ourselves so that we can say no to the things that really drain us rather than those things which we know are going to uplift us. Um, and also that we um, create routines in our life that, that 
we make sure we get our values met. So if we love seeing a particular friend, it doesn't go six months between catching up with them, you know, that we have it um, built in that we have a catch-up date with them once a month. So that's a big part of the Happy Challenge book where I I give people suggestions for creating routines um, and structures in their life where they're going to get their needs met. So that, you know, gives them mm. a sense of the, the glass being half full rather than half empty or completely drained. <laughs> I think it's it's just fabulous, Tanishka, because, you know, it's – and for me, it's finding the balance. Um, we all get so busy at being busy, don't we? And then we look around and go, well, oh, you know, why am I feeling this way? Well, because you've lost the balance in you. Well, I say to myself, you've lost the balance again, girl. Time to get back to taking a bit of time out, Um my one, and I notice you have it as another wonderful activity in the Happy Challenge, but one of my saving graces is going for walks every day in nature. I couldn't survive if I didn't have my hour and a half in nature every day. And, I, and look, people say, where do you find time to do that? Well, um, get up early. Six, well, we're always up here around 5 and 5 a.m., and then I have that time to go walking because it's so important to me. Yes, we do go to bed reasonably early, but I just find it's better for me. Um, and I think you do mention this in the book, don't you, Tanishka? Absolutely. And thank you for bringing that up. You know, so many people that are suffering from depression aren't aligning with the solar cycle. So when you get up with the sun, this is why, you know, babies, you'll, um, for those that have um, had young ones, you'll notice that they greet the day with a huge grin. You know, they are so excited to be alive every morning when you go in to the nursery to pick them up, you know, and yes. then sort of become a bit tarnished and a bit grey as, as we lose our connection to the solar cycle. So, you know, one of the happiness habits is definitely getting up with the sun. Um, but another one, and you've mentioned two there, is about spending regular time in nature. And nature helps us come back to our true self. You know, nature never judges us. Um, it's all accepting and it helps us to just let go of the mind uh, and all the expectations that that 10% rational mind has for us. Uh, and in our technologically driven culture, we need to really make that a priority that we defrag, we unplug and we spend quality time in nature because it reconnects us with life itself rather than the virtual man-made world which can create a sense of um, the mind becoming so overwhelmed uh, with stimulus and ideas that we become more machine than man. So we end up like, you know, Darth Vader mm. um, and we're not truly available to ourselves. We're not truly available to our family, to our partners. And so spending time in nature helps to rehumanize us and come yeah. back to our hearts. I must admit, when I get a little bit, you know, in those moments, um, my husband, my gorgeous husband, Bill, will say, darling, 
would you like to go for a walk? <laughs> I said, yeah, I've got the message. Okay, I'll be back. And, and he always smiles and just says, just take your time. That's okay. <laughs> oh, bless his little heart. It's wonderful. Um, now, we, we've only got a couple of minutes to go, Tanishka. I don't know where the time goes. It just flies away. But... Um, Please, everyone, I want to make sure that you know how to connect to the 28-Day Happy Challenge. And remember, it's a not-for-profit project in, to support those affected by human trafficking. So important. So go to the website, www.28dayhappychallenge.com. And if you're looking for other details um, about uh, Tanishka's other fabulous books and online courses and everything else about Tanishka. Um, I want you, if you've got your pen ready, you need to write this down. Go to www.staroftar. Now it's the word star of and then ishtar is I S H T A R dot com. Or you can find Tanishka on Facebook at The Moon Woman. Um, any of those places, if you, and mind you, I've got details too on my show page, Geraldine Tegelov Live here at toginet.com. So you can whiz to any of those places and uh, connect with Tanishka and get lots of information. And I'm sorry, but it's time for us to finish today's show. Thank you so much, Tanishka, for being here. I've had a wonderful time. Thank you. Me too. And thank you to everybody that's tuned in today and for those that are listening um, that have downloaded this. Um, um, I hope that that really resonates with your deepest truth and um, thank you for having me. Our pleasure. So, everyone, I want to wish you uh, all a million blessings of happiness, lots of happiness this week, of love and of peace, and just go and try that Happy Day Challenge. I'm sure you'll love it and find heaps of ways for you to bring more happiness into your life. Have a fabulous week, everyone. Bye for now and see you next week. Geraldine will be back next week with more life-changing ideas to share. In the meantime, you can visit her at www.geraldinetegelove.com to check out her fabulous new products and her workshops. Remember that all Geraldine's radio shows are available on iTunes free of charge. So 